Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night, wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. So thank you to Rexy for a great lead-in as always. Uh, I'm particularly impressed with how uh, Rexy handled my request for a, the most obscure track that they could find. Um, apparently using a track that no, can no longer be found on the internet, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm back and back to using the regular intro again. Um, and today I am going to be talking about betas, prototypes and cancelled games. Uh, here we're going to see what we could have had and what we missed in an effort to bring the games we know to life. Remember that since the games I'll be discussing are primarily unfinished, many don't have soundtracks, so in a few places I have had to improvise a bit. But we still have had a few requests, so let's uh, start off with the thing that prompted this episode, thanks to a suggestion from Electric Boogaloo. And that was the prototype of Sonic CD. Now, one of the earliest builds of this game was labelled as May the 10th, 1993. This is also known as the 510 prototype. This build is obviously different in quite a few ways to the finished product. And the most immediate one is actually the screen resolution. Now, instead of the 256 by 224 that we are familiar with, the 510 version is set to 320 by 224 instead which gives it a more widescreen appearance. Also on the main screen, the game shows as CD Sonic the Hedgehog rather than Sonic the Hedgehog CD. Um, some of the people who were following the development of Sonic CD back in the day in the magazines will have seen some of the very early screenshots that said CD Sonic the Hedgehog instead. Now, while most if not all of the levels are present, sadly not all are playable. The special stage, for example, is not available. This is only a demo where the text, the programmer has a nap, hold out, programmer, on the screen while it plays. I don't know either. Poor translation, probably. Uh, one thing we do appear to lose in later version is an extended version of the special stage music, which actually lasted for four and a half minutes. They also appear to have removed the Sega logo on the intro of the 510 version had, as this was included as part of the BIOS. One other thing to note is that this isn't the first version of Sonic CD to be showcased. That honour in fact goes to the version 0.02 build which was shown at the Yusei Sega World event in 1992 in Japan. This version had the same 320x224 resolution as the uh, later 520 build, but only had access to the first zone, Palm Tree Panic, which Interestingly enough, at the time was known as Salad Plain. I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of glad they changed the name. Because <laughs> Salad Plain isn't quite as evocative as Palm Tree Panic. You were able to see both stages in the past and uh, future layouts through certain animations, like Sonic changing at the charging spin dash and some sounds, like past or future clips when you played the posts are missing. You also do get to see the intro animation, however there's no sound and the quality is pretty awful. Okay then, so let's have some music. 
So from the Sonic CD prototype, we've got the music from Track 7, and this is the December the 4th, 1992 prototype version. After that, uh, this is requested by BritGamer98, we've got from the Sonic 2 beta, we've got Woodzone and Metropolis Zone. Uh, Dohan's saying, someone's a salad elemental from the salad plane. <laughs> what? Would it be like a giant salad bowl that would just attack you with salad forks? I don't know. Oh dear. Right, okay. Let's have some music before things get too crazy. Alright, so here is uh, from the Sonic CD prototype, uh, track 7, and then uh, Woodzone Metropolis Zone from the Sonic 2 beta. Enjoy those and I'll speak to you again after the music break.
And we are back. And that was uh, Sonic 2 Beta Woodzone Metropolis Zone, which was requested by BrickGamer98. And before that, we had from the Sonic CD prototype track number 7, which was an early version of Palm Tree Panic. Or Salad Plane. Uh, Doan suggested summoning a salad and lentil from the salad plane. Wrong kind of plane, but still. Uh, and my husband suggested that it would be called Caesar. BRB, need to kill my husband. Actually, no, I'll finish the show first, then kill him. Right, um, where were we? Uh, yeah, Circus saying that the, uh, the development version of Palm Tree Fan, they actually prefer it. Um, not sure if I do, it, it felt a bit slow-paced. Um, might work for one of the future, one of the kind of bad future, um. Grateful, I swear to God I will divorce you if you keep up with the terrible salad puns. Let's move on before I do have to kill him right now. So next up we have a game called Baby Boom. Oh dear. Right, it was a game pl that was planned to be released for the Mega Drive, Mega CD, and Game Gear, but was cancelled for reasons that I have not been able to discern. There are at least three early prototypes which have been discovered for this version of for this game, and they all appear to be for the Mega Drive version. The basic story of the game is as follows. Uh, on New Year's Eve 1999, you, the player, have taken a job to babysit over 100 babies for a cool $1 million. You may think that it is an easy job as the kids are all being monitored by an automated system, so you just get to relax, read a book, watch TV, chill out. But then the clock strikes 12 and we enter the year 2000, and the systems all break down thanks to the Y2K bug. <sighs> and by the time the backup systems kick in, the babies have all escaped and are causing trouble. Anything they break will come out of your paycheck, and if they aren't all back by the time the parents arrive to collect them, you don't get paid at all. The game itself only has three playable levels where you control a seedling-mounted mechanical hand, which has to collect the babies and direct them to an exit or delivery tube, which will presumably send them back to your room. I hope, because otherwise the implications are moderately horrifying. As noted before, any damage they cause will reduce your final pay, while collecting them will increase it. There are also points where they drop bags of cash you can collect for some extra money as well. The babies drop bags of... okay. There are also two bonus games, one where you have to stop the babies from reaching the walls of the room they are in, and you get $100 each second for each baby that hasn't reached the wall. The other bonus game sees you changing diapers as quickly as possible, and you have to dispose of the old one, clean the baby and put the new diaper on them, and give them a bottle before they disappear off the conveyor belt. Why are babies on a conveyor belt? Yeah, it's, it's a unique premise, that's something, but I'm kindly glad this never got made. Because... Uh, can you imagine what the sound effects would be like? I'd rather not, because even inside my head it's horrific. It'd be like being on a plane with a hundred screaming babies and, and no one wants that. 
Uh, Don't saying, is it like Lemmings? The game concept is amazing. Uh, this It's pretty interesting. It's just... There's a lot wrong here. If it was anything apart from small babies, I mean, yeah, make it lemmings or some other creatures, and fine. You're looking after a hundred hamsters. Cool. Or a hundred cats. That'd be pretty interesting, because, you know, cats are independent and can be a bit destructive. Um, yeah, make it like a, a cat uh, show or something. That'd be pretty interesting. So yeah, maybe somebody wants to make a fan version of this. I don't know if why you would, but maybe somebody does. Anyway, um, I couldn't find any music for this, uh, so I've had to improvise. Help because uh, Electric Boogaloo sent me a request, so from another game that um, never got released, which I've covered previously. But because this was going to be on the Mega CD, I've decided I'm going to use a track from another game that was on the Mega CD. It also got a PC release, but uh, reasons for me wanting to play this will probably become apparent to people who know me well enough. <laughs> uh, but yeah, from uh, the game Microcosm, uh, we've got the track Quiggin. And after that, from Propeller Arena, this we've got Ride the Wind, which was requested by Electric Boogaloo. So I hope you enjoy those and I will speak to you guys again after the music break.
got no fear Now I see, I don't care How they feel, hell is not too good to try to run Propeller Arena Ride the Wind was requested by Electric Boogaloo and before that we had Quiggin from the game Microcosm which I wanted to play because uh, the soundtrack certainly for the PC version was composed by Rick Wakeman who is the keyboardist for Yes who are my favourite band in the world uh, Electric Boogaloo tells me that the a lot of the soundtrack for the Sega CD version was replaced um, which is silly because the soundtrack is amazing particularly if you like prog rock which I do um, but I'm sure they had their reasons, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Is there anything else going on in the chat? Uh, Electric Boogaloo is saying there's a pretty detailed retrospective on Microcosm. Microcosm, I can say words on Eurogamer. Okay. Um, Brickgamer is also saying that I'm, I made a bit of a mistake there because uh, I don't like the idea of associating the 100 babies with propellers. <laughs> as if the implications for Propeller Arena weren't bad enough as it was. Oh well, never mind. Let's move on swiftly. Okay then. 
Uh, Star, Star Strike, oh dear, I really can't speak. Star Strike is an FMV game for the Mega CD, which was cancelled despite, as far as I can tell, being pretty much completed and ready for release. In this game, you play as a rookie pilot for a squad of space fighters as they battle against the uh, enemy called the Protoids, which has kidnapped one of your troops and are planning on extracting all military secrets from their brain. As you play, you need to act quickly to shoot asteroids, enemy ships, as well as dodge incoming fire. The gameplay is pretty similar in many ways to things like Tomcat Alley. Music in this game is somewhat confusing at times, because uh, sometimes it's dead serious, like uh, an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, though sometimes it sounds more like Spaceballs, you know, the Mel Brooks comedy movie. Uh, the acting is a little bit higher quality than a lot of FMG, uh, FMV games that you found in the mid-90s, but that's not really a very high bar to clear when you think about it. Um, and some of the dialogues does feel a bit awkward and forced and not terribly natural. It's clear they didn't really have many takes or a very experienced director for this, which is a shame. One thing that does tend to get on your nerves is that the a lot of the dialogue is re repeated pretty frequently, and so are the FMV clips. It wouldn't be so bad if they had a variety for every action you perform, but quite a lot of the time they don't, and you have to see the same thing of you firing your guns every time you shoot something, which gets very, very tedious very, very quickly. Now, as I mentioned, this game was cancelled, but at least one review copy still existed, which was obtained by someone called Michael Thomason, who subsequently re uh, released a limited release of the game through his publishing company called Good Deal Games in 2001. Uh, Electric Boogaloo is saying Star Strike was the victim of uh, a decision from Sony when Sony ImageSoft decided that they were going to cancel they were going to focus on the PlayStation uh, instead so a lot of the Sega CD games got dumped as a consequence of that so there you go so let's have some more music so um, I've picked a couple of uh, mega CD uh, tracks for this so because I couldn't find any music for this either uh, so from Afterburner 3, we've got Super Stripe, and after that we've got from Solfis, uh, or Face, or however you pronounce that, uh, Mission 1, Cosmic Illusion. So I hope you enjoy those, and I will speak to you guys again after the break.
You're listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega! from Solfice, uh, Mission 1, Cosmic Illusion, and before that we had Afterburner 3, uh, Super Stripe. Uh, so in the in the chat we're talking about FMV games. Uh, the same people that made the uh, Star Strike game was all, were also producing a game called Bug Blasters The Exterminators, which was another uh, prototype which was never released. I think, if I recall correctly though, that one also got a release a limited release by Michael Thomason and Good Deal Games uh, at the same time as Star Strike. I could be wrong, but I think I remember reading that. But I decided to focus just on one of them. Uh, okay. Uh, 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 what else is... Uh, apparently... Um, Bug Blasters, The Exterminator, was written by Honey, I Shrunk the Kids co-writer Ed Naha. Okay. 
And there was also a version of the Johnny Mornick PC game that was planned for Sega CD, which was also cancelled by Sony around the same sort of time. Uh, I don't think that's a great loss, to be honest, because the Johnny Mornick game was quite bad on the PC. So I could only imagine what it would have been like with the fairly limited capabilities of the Mega CD. Oh dear. Mediocre film, terrible game. Uh, and apparently that Johnny Mnemonic game uh, was the first gig, for, first video game project for Crash Bandicoot composer Josh, Josh Mansell. The poor sod! I am glad that he moved on to bigger and better things. But I suppose everybody's got to start somewhere, right? Okay then. Um, I'm going to loop my talk bed before I run out of music. There we go. And then I'm going to cover one final prototype, this time a hardware prototype, uh, the Sega Saturn II. This was also known, probably might be better known to some of you as the, under the code name of Pluto. And this console was designed to include a built-in Netlink modem, which would have allowed it to connect to the internet for online gaming before the Dreamcast was released, obviously. Two versions of the console were found to have been made, one of which is black and one of which is white. The white version is slightly prettier, but uh, appears to have only have been a mock-up of the case itself, which was designed to look sleeker than the original Saturn. It also appears to completely lack any functioning parts, apart from the, to demonstrate how the CD lid opening mechanism would have worked, indicating that it was just a design model rather than an actual working console. The black version, however, was much further along in the design stage, showing the same case design as the white version, while actually housing a motherboard but for both the console and modem parts. The console works just like a standard Saturn and runs on a North American BIOS, which would indicate that the console was probably being designed for that market, at least initially. This console never saw a full release, likely to, uh, due to quite a number of factors including the failing popularity of the Saturn in North America, the introduction of the Nintendo 64, as well as the current, current development of the Dreamcast. Uh, Doan's pointing out that Plutia in uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia is in fact uh, a anthropomorphic personification of this never-released console. And... Um, Electrical is also helpfully posting up a couple of images of the black version of the console. So yes, uh, that is one of the things that we could have got, maybe, if that project had continued. But we all know that, there, as from one of my previous deep dives into what happened with the Saturn, there were a lot of problems with the creation and distribution of the Saturn. It's sad, but it's one of those things. And part, and part of the reason that the Dreamcast had so much trouble is that there was a lot of carryover um, debt from the development of the Saturn because it was so expensive. But never mind, these things happen. So let's have some more music. So from Power Drift on the Saturn, we've got Silent Language Super Arranged Version. And then this was a request from Nicholas Aman. Uh, this is Innermost Soul from Kraken DJ, uh, the prototype version. Ahaha, <laughs> you see what he did there. So I hope you enjoy those, and I will be back after the music break for Chiptune Corner. Mm -hmm. 
So enjoy those and speak.
we are back. And that was Cracking DJ Innermost Soul, a prototype version, which was requested by Nicholas Aman. And before that, we had Powerdrift Saturn version, Silent Language, Super Arrange version. And those two tracks, the, the Silent Language and Innermost Soul, actually mixed together much better than I expected. Um, well done to Radio DJ's auto fade function. Nice one. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, the Power Drift soundtrack is actually pretty underrated. I think it's uh, it's got some really nice tracks in it, so worth checking it out on the 24-7 if you get a chance. Uh, Electric Boogaloo is saying that they hope to get the Saturn version themselves someday, even though uh, I do have the 3DS version already. Yeah, but it's always better to get it in the original hardware, I say. Massively biased. <laughs> <laughs> Right then, Chip Chew Corner. If by any chance you happen to be in a region where it is available and you have seen this month's issue of the Retro Gamer magazine, you may have noticed it comes with a CD called Turrican uh, The Ultimate Collection. Uh, this is a sampler CD of uh, rearranged versions of tracks originally composed by Chris Hulsbeck, the musical genius behind the soundtracks for things like R-Type and Star Wars Rogue Squadron but who is probably best known for his work on the Turrican series of games. The CD contains a sampling of orchestral arrangements for some of his best known Turrican tracks, including the ones that I will play for, the one that I'll play for you right now. So uh, from this uh, Turrican Ultimate Collection CD, we've got uh, Turrican Concerto for Laser and Enemies. Uh, which, from what I understand, if I just have a look, was uh, orchestral track was arranged by Joan Valtonen. So, hope you enjoy that, and I will speak to you guys again after this. Let me know what you think, and enjoy this orchestral version of a classic chip tune track.
And we are back. And that was Concerto for Laser and Enemies from Turrican, uh, originally composed by Chris Hillsbeck. And you can find that on Turrican The Ultimate Collection. Uh, you can find the full version of the album at uh, turricansoundtrack.com. Uh, or if you want the sampler album, I suggest you find a copy of this month's Retro Game Gamer magazine which is issue 200, so there's a whole uh, whole bunch of interesting stuff about um, video game history in there, starting right back in the 60s. So if you've got an interest in that sort of thing, which I do, obviously, I'm running this show, um, I'd suggest checking that out. And Grateful saying that the that track uh, put him in the mood to watch Star Wars. It is very Star Warsy in places. It's really transparently uh, Star Wars inspired in places. And uh, Electric Boogaloo's right that Hulsbeck did work on Star Wars games later, including some of the Rogue Squadron games. Um, so that's pretty much the end of this week's show. Uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in. Um, this week's show was, in fact, inspired by a suggestion from Electric Boogaloo. Uh, so. Thank you for that. Um, next week we've got, uh, based on a suggestion by BrickGamer98, I'm planning to do a show about very strange and obscure Sega hardware, not all of which is video game related. Uh, that should make assembling a playlist a challenge, but never mind. I'm sure I can cope. If you have an idea for a topic, then please get in touch with me. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter, where I am at Blazing Skies. Or you can contact me on the Radio Sega Discord, where you can find me, I'm Skyblaze on there. Alternatively, you can get in touch with me through the official Radio Sega Facebook and Twitter. As always, thank you to everybody who is listening in, whether you're in the Discord chat or not. Um, thanks, so thanks to Electric Boogaloo and Grey4, Doan, um, BrickGamer98 was here but they had to go to bed. Uh, who else has been in the chat? Uh, there's been a few other people, I think, kicking around, but, um, yeah, if you have been participating in the chat or not, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you to all of our friends who are over on Twitter. Um, I've been Skyblaze, this has been The Hidden Palace, here on Radio Sega. One last track to go out on from uh, Sega Rally Championship on the Saturn, uh, My Dear Friend Rally. So you can argue about what the lyrics are. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody, good night, take care, bye-bye.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.